Looking out into the blackness of space, they awoke, and the crew saw a new moon shrouded in darkness. Bill Anders said that his hair stood on end as they approached what seemed to be a black hole in the sky. In a matter of hours, they lost radio contact as soon as the moon passed between them and the Earth. It would take time before ground controllers would hear from them again. If they could successfully fire their engine, they would be in orbit around an alien world. If their engine failed to ignite, they would go hurtling off into deep space forever. But over half an hour later, everyone at Mission Control breathed a sigh of relief as Apollo 8 emerged from around the other side of the moon, passing into the light of the lunar sunrise as it illuminated the landscape. Jim Lovell said, quote, We were like three school kids looking into a candy store window. Our noses were pressed up against the glass, and we forgot all about the flight plan. Below them was a landscape full of shades of gray, white, and black. Snapping countless photos, they were the first human beings to see another world up close and personal. Jagged mountain ranges, deep craters, and something else. Maria. Large, dark patches so vast that they can be seen from Earth with the naked eye. Thousands of years ago, ancient astronomers called them Maria from the Latin word for seas, imagining vast bodies of liquid water on the Earth's moon. In reality, they were large plains of dried lava, the remnants of active volcanoes that erupted billions of years ago. Dark, flat areas that might perhaps make an ideal landing spot for future missions. Then, rising in the blackness of space, above the moon's colorless horizon, something even more incredible caught their eye. A brilliant blue, cloud-covered sphere that looked about the size of a tennis ball up in the sky. The first ever Earthrise witnessed by human beings. A view of humanity's home planet from over 200,000 miles away. Borman would later say, quote, It was the most awe-inspiring moment of the flight. Everything that we held dear was back there, and it was a long way away. The iconic Earthrise photograph was to become the most famous photo of the decade, if not the most famous photo of the 20th century. Lovell said, quote, The Earth from here is a grand oasis in the big vastness of space. Many astronauts describe this feeling of leaving Earth and seeing its true fragility as a deeply emotional, intellectual, and even spiritual experience. It was just as T.S. Eliot had said, The end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. This is sometimes dubbed the Overview Effect. It was Christmas Eve of 1968 now, and the Apollo 8 crew, still in orbit around the moon, had planned a television broadcast. It was predicted to be the largest television audience in all of human history. With so many technical concerns to worry about, 
NASA had given Borman no script on what to say to mark the occasion. They had simply told him to say something appropriate. Borman was not a poet or a journalist, so he simply read the first words from the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. He said, quote, For all the people back on Earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Then the Apollo 8 crew passed behind the far side of the moon, out of radio contact once again. And all those back on Earth at Mission Control waited. Their engine had to ignite one final time for them to return home. A few minutes later, among crackling static, they heard Jim Lovell's voice. Houston, please be informed there is a Santa Claus. As they whizzed back toward the planet Earth on Christmas Day, Borman had recovered from his stomach virus, and the three men ate a paste of turkey and gravy, squeezed from small plastic packets. And hidden inside their meal containers was a gift from the chief of NASA's astronaut office. Three tiny bottles of brandy. Days later, they re-entered the Earth's atmosphere, traveling through a narrow re-entry corridor. It was the fastest and hottest re-entry in the history of human spaceflight. Hitting the atmosphere, Anders described it like sitting inside a blowtorch. If they came in too steep, it would burn to a crisp. But they made it, and Time Magazine named all three of them Men of the Year. From my producer and I at Universe University, we'd like to wish you happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. As always, our email is listed in the description box of each episode, and we encourage you to reach out to us. 